Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Miles Olson podcast. The subject of today's episode is developing empathy and grace in the midst of this pandemic. And today is going to be a story and a story upon a story. And this story takes place um, about two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, maybe. I actually know the exact date because it was the final day of my recording and re-recording for my audiobook, which I recently finished and I recently published, and I'll be talking about at the end of this episode. But um, on this day, the final day of recording... um, I uh, was at the studio that I've been going to once a week for the past four months and uh, finished my recording, was feeling pretty positive about it, and uh, was catching the bus home. And a couple stops after I sat down on the bus, a woman got on and she walked past me. She was in her mm, late 60s, early 70s, and I was sitting near the back of the bus facing forward, and she went and sat right in the back area of the bus behind me, so I couldn't see her, but I heard her say to another passenger that was back there, "Um, would you mind pulling your mask up over your nose? Presumably, someone was not uh, wearing their mask over their nose, either unintentionally or intentionally, and she asked them if they could pull it up, and what was really remarkable to me even though I wasn't looking, I could hear that she asked the she asked this question in a way that was completely free from emotional charge. Normally, when that specific question gets asked to a stranger or that type of question get asked to a stranger, it comes with a little a little humph, a little uh, harshness, a little edge, a little resentment. Even if it's super small, There's usually a little bit of a charge when someone says, hey, can you wear your mask or something like that? And she had none of it. And I was truly impressed. It was so clean. I was like, damn, I want to learn from this woman. Not about this specific, this specific question or this specific circumstance, but just in general, to be able to ask people awkward questions incredibly cleanly is quite the extraordinary thing. Anyhow, um, The bus ride carries on, and about five or ten minutes later, we're getting closer to downtown. It's Friday night, and the bus is getting pretty packed by now. And um, at at one stop, there is a couple that walks onto the bus, among others, but the couple stands out. Um, They're about my age. They're youngish. They look vibrant. They look healthy. It's a man and a woman. The man is wearing a mask, and his female partner... She has a big scarf that's kind of like loosely around her neck and kind of sort of pulled up onto her chin. Uh, It's certainly not a mask, and it's only a very half-assed attempt at um, being a mask. And uh, I just notice it because, um, well, to give this story context, this is the end of December 2021, and the COVID pandemic is kind of blowing up. There's this new variant that's really transmissible. Um, a lot of my friends and coworkers now have it in this moment. And as I'm on the bus, there's just this kind of collective feeling that like, oh, we all are getting this thing or 
numerous people on this bus have COVID. It's more transmissible and uh, we're all vulnerable to it. And um, I wasn't feeling too worried about that in the moment. Um, It just felt like it was this inevitable thing, inevitable wave to ride. Um, But I, I probably noticed the woman not wearing her mask more because it was mandatory it was mandatory to wear masks on this bus, um, and she wasn't. It didn't upset me, she's, but she sat down behind me with her partner directly across from the older woman who had so politely asked someone to pull their mask up earlier. So these two sit down, and I'm waiting for it. I'm like, oh, she's going to do it again. The, the old woman. And she does ask this younger woman to to uh, put a mask on or to pull up her scarf or whatever. But she does it with a charge this time. She does it with a little bit of, um, excuse me, could you put your mask on? That, you know, like a little bit of resentment or just a little bit of condescension or whatever that that charge is. She had it this time and I was like, okay, she's human. That was normal. It wasn't bad, but... um, but the couple, their response to this was to get pretty antagonistic in response. The, the man was like, what are you, the mask police? Were you just sit around watching CNN all day? Oh man, she's one of them. And then they started quoting statistics that I didn't understand. But they were like, oh, so 99% of people are fine and you're going to be the one per- or I don't remember the statistics, but they basically started turning this into a political or um, moral or existential debate. Um, And the woman, the older lady who had asked to put the mask on, her response was to just be like, no, I don't watch CNN. This is just the rule here. I would just want you to please put your mask on. And she was like shouting back at them and they were shouting at her. And I'm sitting there and I just start boiling with rage. I'm just feeling all of this anger erupt inside of me at this young couple. And I'm just thinking, you fucking punks. Why on earth are you yelling at an old woman? Like, I get it. You're annoyed. This is annoying for everybody, but what the fuck are you doing yelling at this old lady? This is embarrassing. And then, oh yeah, so I'm like, I'm triggered, and I'm feeling this rage at at the young couple, and I just keep on restraining myself, because there's this rage in me that wants to, it wants to lash out, it wants to like jump into the argument, and prove them wrong, and crush them, um, and I just restrain myself. It's like, Miles? What you're feeling is not something you want to act on. This level of intensity is something you need to cool down, my friend. And if that old lady is actually in danger, then we'll consider stepping in and t- like, you know, taking care of her or whatever. But where it is right now isn't even close to that. So just like hold yourself steady, my friend. And, uh, and so I do. I just restrain myself. They are arguing about some nonsense. <laughs> it's not, I shouldn't say that. It's, it, they're arguing. And, um, and then another person, 
another passenger joins into the argument and starts also yelling at the old lady and saying, hey, they can choose not to wear a mask if they don't want to. It's everybody's free right to choose. And I'm just like, what is going on? Everybody's teaming up on this old lady. Um, and again, I'm just restraining myself. I know it's not, it's not the moment to let all of this rage that's boiling in me um, scream into this situation. And uh, at some point, the old woman just gets exasperated and rushes up to the front of the bus away from these, these people. And, uh, and that's that. But I'm, but I'm sitting there just fuming still and just filled with rage at the young couple. And we're still on the bus together for like another five, ten minutes. And I'm just restraining myself. I'm, two things are happening. I'm fantasizing about the things I would say to them if I were to chastise them. You know, I would just like basically be tearing them apart, saying what fools they were for yelling at an old lady, even if there's some validity um, philosophically or um, practically to what they believe. Uh, I don't know what they believe, but um, their behavior is embarrassing. And I just wanted to kind of like twist that into them and, and, um, and just uh, exercise this rage that was inside of me that <laughs> was activated by the whole situation anyhow thankfully i did restrain myself i held myself back i held myself back and then we get to my stop it's the first stop when we got into into like the proper city and i get off but guess what they get off there too and the old lady gets off there too so i'm like what the i i, I don't know uh what I'm supposed to do or not do in this situation, although my rage has been wanting to give these these uh, these people a talking to the whole time that I've been sitting there. But um, the old lady starts laying into them. She says, oh, real cool for you two to pick on an old lady. That's a class act. And then the two are incensed by this and they're like, you're crazy, lady, and they start swearing at her, and she starts yelling back, and they they yelled, you should be locked up, which didn't make any sense to me. Um, anyhow, at this point, I realized that the old lady is playing into the dance. Uh, she's now clearly a willing um, participant in this conflict. She's choosing to escalate, escalate it and probably kind of enjoying it. I don't know. But I was just like, okay, now I, I see that there are two parties acting kind of foolishly here. And I can feel more comfortable about my passive role on the sidelines. And uh, I carried on. I headed home. And actually, I went to the grocery store on my way home, and that couple followed me, and not intentionally, I don't think. Um, and they were debriefing about the whole experience, like talking to each other about it while they were walking to the grocery store. Unrepentantly, they did not seem to feel any, uh, any awkwardness or remorse about tearing into an old woman who felt a simple concern for her health. Anyhow, um, on my way home after uh, I had gone to the grocery store and was no longer being uh, tailed by that couple, 
uh, a friend called and I was still like fired up from that whole experience. So I told him what had happened. And as I was telling him, I was still like in my rage and like contempt for that young couple. And I was telling him these idiots, these fucking morons were yelling at an old lady who was just afraid um, for whatever reason about this explosion of COVID that is actually real and happening right now. And I was telling him all the things I wanted to say to them about how they had fucked up and how they had really dropped the ball and this, you know, yelling at an old lady, regardless of the specifics of what they believe or feel or whatever. And what happened in the conversation with my friend about it is he got triggered by me because I was in so much aggressive rage and contempt towards that young couple. And he was triggered, and he didn't really go to rage and contempt in his triggering. Maybe a little bit of contempt. Certainly a like, whoa, I don't like where you're going with this. It feels gross. It feels like you think you're better than these people. And we've got a pretty good system in our friendship of uh, talking these things out. So we were able to come to a pretty like clean place in our conversation with him having been triggered by me now um, pretty shortly. And I was able, you know, he was able to just communicate like, hey, um, it, it, it feels to me like you're in a place of arrogance right now. And that makes me feel like a little gross, just that you're so like fiery and charged up and arrogant. And I, uh, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That's probably why I kept on restraining myself when I felt this inferno exploding inside of me on the bus. I knew enough to know like, woohoo, pull it back, pull it back. You're in, you're in like crazy mode here. You're not going to see things clearly. You're going to like spark conflict where it's unnecessary. You're going to say shit that just upsets people um, for, for reasons that make sense to you right now because you're so charged up. And um, out of that conversation came... I kind of reflected over the next couple of days on that experience on the bus and then what that conversation with my friend afterwards kind of illuminated, um, which was that I had done something kind of comically human, which is to see something that I really don't like that, and then get emotionally triggered by it and do the exact same or something the exact same thing or something very similar and think that I'm somehow different (laughs) because emotionally like what I saw those two do was be mean condescending harsh rude judgmental and I reproduced all of those things inside of me towards them in response And so it's like this domino effect. And maybe it started with the old lady who had been kind of charged a little bit subtly in the way that she was asking someone to change their behavior. Starts with that. Then those guys get triggered and they start breathing fire on her. 
and then I get triggered and I want to start breathing fire on them, but thankfully I pulled myself back. Um, and yeah, just like to me, the, the comical part of it is that when I was in it, I really didn't realize I was in it. Didn't realize that I had just jumped into the dance that the, the other people around me were participating in. I really believed that I was somehow separate, even though emotionally I was really very much so in the dance. It's just uh, somewhat of a comedy slash tragedy comedy um, that we can do that so easily as humans. Um, the other thing that I reflected on after that whole episode was... Um, well, for me, one of the fastest ways from pride and contempt and arrogance and seeing others as others, like really othering people, so to speak, um, one of the fastest ways for me from that kind of anger and division to empathy is seeing myself in the other and seeing how I have done things that are similar, the same, or worse um, as those that I'm reacting towards. And in this case, it took like, it was like instantaneous for me to see how I have done things that are similar, if not the, not the same, but definitely similar and maybe worse from that young couple. Like, in my early to mid-twenties, being like a fiery, self-righteous, somewhat environmentalist type of person, man, there were probably countless times where I went on like an emotionally tone-deaf tirade against some unsuspecting bystander, kind of like what happened on the bus there. That old woman just asked for something that she thought was a simple, obvious thing, and they kind of were just like, oh, fuck you, you're one of them? I can't believe it, we need to lay into you. Like, <laughs> I've done that many times. Um, I'm, not I'm not proud of it, but uh, I've certainly done it. And just that acknowledgement softens some of my charge and animosity towards those, those people. Um, yeah, just, and then also understanding that a lot of things might have led up to that moment for those two. And, and I reacted so strongly at them not having understanding for the old woman. Um, and in the process, I lost my understanding for them because I don't know what happened to them earlier that day. I don't know if they've had friends who have been stuck in foreign countries or something because of some absurd, nonsensical, um, improperly enforced rules that, that triggered their mask fearer at that old woman. I don't know. So many things could have led up to that moment that I just don't know. And what I, you know, what my heart wanted from them towards that old woman was that type of understanding. Um, and when I noticed that I was so far from that myself, um, all I had to do is just 
you know, start looking down that rabbit hole. And again, it just softened that sense of self-righteousness and pride and indignation. And I guess that is just, um, just humanizing them. Like, there is, so maybe two of the fast ways I know of getting from that fiery pride and self-righteousness and sense of separation and judgment and condescension, uh, getting from that to empathy, one of them is to see myself in the other, to see how I do what they do or how our paths are similar. And then the other is just to humanize them, which again is thinking about what happened earlier today, what happened in, our, in one's life, just what happened. And I don't know. How could I know? It's a mystery and it's automatically humbling just to think about it. Um, yeah, so I'm glad that on the bus I restrained myself. I'm glad that my friend got triggered by me and judged me because he did. It's funny in our conversation, he actually kind of went into a place of judgment and condescension a little bit towards me and what I was doing. And it seems like that is what keeps this, um, this dance going, this domino effect. It's like one person judges and condescends another, and then that person judges and condescends them, and then the next person judges and condescends, and then the next, and then the next. And a, a, lot, of, um, a lot of humanity seems caught up in that dance right now. And the comedy of it is that often when we're in it, we really believe we're somehow different from everybody else, because that's what pride and judgment and arrogance and condescension do they make us feel far more different than we are from each other we're not that different from each other i'm not that different from the old lady that kind of um was the mask police i've got that in me and i'm not, and i'm not that different from the couple that snapped at her and blew up at her i've got that in me we all you know snapping at people is something that's very human. It's not a nice thing to do, but it's kind of like getting sick. It's just something that happens sometimes. Um, and again, there are, there are, you can look at it and humanize it by thinking, well, what led up to that? Is it because someone went swimming in the ice cold river? Is it because someone was under a lot of stress? Is it because of X, Y, Z? Um, anyhow, for me, I know that one of the big challenges in this moment in our culture is to to um, make that choice from pride to empathy, condescension to empathy, judgment to empathy, a sense of separation to a sense of understanding and humility. Um, and it's not easy. And I often tell a joke that my last name, Olsen, is actually Norwegian for arrogant. Because, <laughs> which it isn't. I don't actually know what it's, uh, it's a Norse name, but I don't know what it actually means. Um, but when I tell the joke, it's just kind of like laughing at my um, deeply embedded patterns of pride and arrogance. Um, which. I uh, go into great detail 
in the story of my book, How to, o- How to Open the Heart. It's a big, long story um, about the adventure of diving into that and uh, having life kind of like put me on the adventure of, of exploring that and pulling it apart. Um, but this pandemic situation and, and existing in such a polarized, charged landscape, um, it, puts, it puts our empathy to the test. And it's, it's kind of exciting. And, and I know that I fail, you know, on the bus, I was like exploding with rage and contempt for those people. And maybe one day, there will be a viral video of me yelling at some lady on a bus or yelling at some kids on a bus or whatever. It's like, it could happen. It's in me. Um, And acknowledging that it does when I'm in that kind of the kind of humility I'm talking about, it makes it more possible for me to be out in the world amongst all of this vitriol, all of these charged emotions, and not be as reactive because I know that I'm not better than it. I know that I'm not above it. I certainly am not. Um, yeah, I think that's all for today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, you can subscribe or rate uh, whatever platform you're listening to this on. There's probably some opportunity for you to express you like it through some kind of like button or something. Um, And also, I should mention, as I noted at the beginning of this podcast, the audiobook version of How to Open the Heart is now finished. It's now available via Audible, via Amazon. It should be available on uh, Apple Books as well, um, soon, if not now. And yeah, that was an enormous project. Took about four months. And uh, that doesn't sound like much now, but it it sure felt like a lot when I was in it. Um, Yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll be back soon. And until then, take care.